in my monthly financial pack, we've got about 10 or 12 different ratios that we track month on month with commentary. So if we see them moving up or down, the question is why? What's going on? Is this a blip? Is this an anomaly or is this a trend? And we're watching those ratios and understand the ratios and what they mean about the business. Uh, we've got liquidity ratio, we've got asset ratio, we've got ROI, we've got NP percentages. We've even got things like what I track our overhead relative to what we are producing. So very often what you're producing is not the same as your revenue. So to give you an example of that, if you get an order for 100,000 units, but you only produce 50,000 units in that month and you're doing it over two months and you can only produce 50,000. The revenue associated with 50,000 units, is that more or less than your overhead? So if it's less than your overhead, that means your capacity is not at the right level. So you get this, I did 100,000, I invoiced 100,000, but you could only produce 50,000. My overhead was more than what the 50,000 would be producing from a GP perspective. So I've got a capacity issue or a productivity issue. It's that kind of analysis that you, you build up these tool sets of ratios that you look at every single month in order to run your business from an instrument perspective. Did you hear the language Elon was using? It was a language of relationships, of productivity, of understanding and of navigation. All of this he spoke to using a different language, the language of finance, like we discussed in the previous lesson in the series. But are you beginning to see just how big of an opportunity this is? Hi, I'm Gareth Armstrong, and this is a Razor's Edge podcast. In this eighth lesson, Alon moves the needle on us once more and helps us to see just how big and important the opportunity found within developing financial discipline actually is. He also shares his three top suggestions on how to get there as quickly as possible. This series is all about learning from the lessons of others. More specifically, learning from the successes and failures that Alon Reyes, CEO of Reyescorp, has experienced over the last 20 years. As we rejoin Alon and as I share each episode, have a pen handy and a notebook close by to record your thoughts and impressions in. One of the biggest impeders to growth, to scaling your business, is financial discipline. And we start off our businesses, we are really focused on sales, seeing clients, telling our story, selling our products or services, getting out there. And then we get the deals and then we have to deal with the concept of invoicing and then they want a statement and then they don't pay, and so we have to build the ability to provide credit, and then we don't have a credit policy. And so constantly as we're growing, our clients or our circumstances that our clients put us in force us to put in financial processes and disciplines and systems in place so that we can survive. But the irony is that most businesses don't take that seriously at all, and will only do what is necessary when it's necessary. But I actually want to talk about financial discipline from a different angle. I want to talk about it from the angle of a philosophical approach. Whether you see yourself as a survivalist or a lifestyle entrepreneur, or you see yourself as a growth entrepreneur. 
if you see yourself as a lifestyle entrepreneur or a survivalist, then the need for financial discipline is really reduced. You are probably thinking about how you can be more inverted commas tax efficient, which is a euphemism for running your life through your business or your personal expenses through your business. And you're trying to be as tax efficient as possible and trying to make as little profit as possible on the books. And, you know, it all sort of works for you. But if you're a growth entrepreneur, that means that you're going to start getting bigger and bigger deals. At some point, you might be tendering for a big corporate or for government work, and they will invariably ask you for your financials. And because you've had the philosophical approach before or a lack of financial discipline, you haven't kept your books properly, you haven't ensured that they make sense, you haven't ensured that they present healthy because you've either siphoned out all the cash so that you don't make tax or other reasons. And so your financials look bad and therefore you don't get the tender or the corporate client as a growth potential for your business. Let's take the situation where you do get a big deal and that big deal requires that you either require an increase in stockholding or machinery or new premises. And once again, that's going to force you back to the banks or to financial institutions who are once again going to ask you for your financials. Your financials aren't in order. And so they don't provide you with financing for your stock. They don't provide you with financing for your machinery. And therefore, you are in breach of your contract and you can't grow. These things happen in reality. I see this all the time. Question number one. Are you a growth entrepreneur or a lifestyle entrepreneur? Question number two. Do you want to be a growth entrepreneur? If the answer to question number two is yes, you want to grow, then financial discipline is a non-negotiable. Full stop. But let's quickly clarify what this means in real life, in practical terms. I'm not asking you to become a bookkeeper. I'm not asking you to become an accountant if you're not an accountant. What I'm asking you to do is have the responsibility to understand financials, to understand the financial levers, the terminology in your business. So that when I talk about ROI, or if I talk about your GP percentage, or your NP percentage, you know what I'm talking about. So when you're in meetings with your bankers, you can talk their language with them and totally understand and feel confident around that language and the intimacy of your own numbers. With the threat of having to go back and do accounts 101 or 201 at university off our shoulders, let's jump straight into Alon's suggestions as we move ourselves towards greater financial discipline. Here are my suggestions for how you think about financial discipline. So first of all, it's important that you get a bookkeeper ideally inside your business but i understand that as you're growing your business you might not be able to have a full-time bookkeeper so then definitely 100 find an external bookkeeper to do your books for you your bookkeeper should produce your monthly financial statements your income statement your balance sheet your cash flow they should help you to ensure that your vat is up to date your paye is up to date that all your statutory requirements are in order. 
a good bookkeeper should be giving you insights into where you can improve your financial discipline, where you can improve your margins, and where you can improve on cost saving. That would be a good bookkeeper to have in place. Get a bookkeeper, but not become a bookkeeper. I'm sure we can all live with that. But remember, like Alon says, they need to be a good bookkeeper, which really means they have to have experience and need to be able to offer intelligent, actionable insights. Let's move on to number two. The second important thing to do is to make a profit. And what I mean by that is that if you are making profits, to make a profit. And what I mean by that is that you don't live out of your business. You don't reduce your profitability in order to be tax efficient in inverted commas. It's very hard to finance a business that's not making profit. It's very hard to have the conversation with a bank manager to say, I actually am making profit, but it doesn't look that way. Let me show you how. It's very hard to have a conversation with anyone when you're submitting your financials for a tender where it's showing the lack of profit. It doesn't show confidence to your potential client that you are able to withstand the financial pressure that supplying that company will require. But if you want to grow, then you've got to create profit on the income statement and you have to have profit sitting on the balance sheet, retained earnings. This can be a big adjustment if one has developed and structured their business in a particular way. But as Elon is describing, you won't be able to grow without this. You will not grow. Let that sink in for a moment. The third important thing to do is have monthly financial meetings. If you're in a partnership, to have the discipline to sit down with your partner once a month and go through the financials. If you don't have a partner, to sit down with your bookkeeper and go through the financials. And what's important is that you get rid of the often used excuse that you don't understand financials and you're not good at financials. I hear this very often with entrepreneurs. If you're going to grow a business, if you're going to have a successfully scaled business, you have got to understand an income statement and a balance sheet. You have got to understand the levers within an income statement and a balance sheet. You have to understand where to focus your attention within the income statement and the balance sheet to make sure that you're running the business properly from a financial perspective, from a cash flow perspective. You cannot abdicate that to your bookkeeper or to somebody else. By having a monthly financial meeting and by taking deep interest in the line items within the income statement and particularly looking at why a trend is moving up or down, why your expenses are moving up or down, why a particular expense is moving up or down and trying to understand what's driving that behavior and where it might land up in the future is critical for your planning and for the financial discipline of the business. Understanding that building a balance sheet is effectively building an asset base, a collateral base for you to borrow money in the future is vital for your growth prospects. If you've got no real balance sheet, if there's no equity in your business, if you have not built equity in your business, then you're going to find it extremely hard to grow. And if there is no trend line in terms of increase of equity year on year in your business, in other words, you're building your asset base stronger and stronger, that means that your business is getting stronger and stronger, that means you're far more fundable for a bank or financial institution, you are not doing your job properly. That's what you should be focusing on. 
And it requires the financial discipline of having that monthly meeting with your partner or your bookkeeper. Abdication is death. Alon has shared his story of abdication numerous times and how it took massive effort to save the patient, his business, that had gone into cardiac arrest. Part of the way he did this was by absolutely embracing financial discipline. And today, quoting the prestigious Economist magazine, Racecorp is the only genuine incubator in Africa which provides programs that guide entrepreneurs to profitability. What a thing to have said about your business. So clearly what Alon is asking us to do is because he has experienced it himself and knows what is needed. Here's a short final word from him to wrap this lesson up. In a nutshell, what you're trying to create are accurate, regular financial statements that become the tools for your growth. They become the proof for funders. They become insights for your own business decisions. Whatever you do, focus on your financial discipline. Head over to racecorp.com where you'll find similar resources to this one and also the opportunity to sign up for notifications to stay updated on new releases. In addition to this, follow Racecorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find additional updates about this podcast series and others we are producing. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in lesson nine.